on L WAP, L funds, and L beneficiarios today on Fednababble. This is Fednababble, where Kevin and Cassie make federal retirement benefits understandable for humans like you. These two don't hold back as they answer questions from the FedPilot workshops and webinars or from questions submitted by you at fednababble.com. Okay, Cassie, as you can tell, I don't know Spanish because I don't know if El Beneficiarios is anything. I just, I obviously just made that up. So I don't. Were you trying to speak Spanish? Um, Trying to pretend to, uh, you know what? Let's just skip that that ever happened and go on to the first question. Okay, here we go. (laughs) All right. Are most aspects of retirement not affected by being in LWAP status for a year? Are most aspects of retirement not affected by being in LWAP status for a year? The way I take this is, so yeah, the way I take this, I think, is is your TSP affected by you going on leave without pay? And the answer is not not really, except you're not going to be well, you're not making contributing. Right. You're not making contributions right. during that time. So but and and I guess and I was thinking afterwards. And, and there's no match. So yeah, so I guess yes. Cause I was I was just strictly thinking in retirement is there is there an effect? No, there really isn't, but actually there is because you're not contributing to it while you're on LWAP. So I guess that's true. And uh, depending on how long you're in LWAP, there could be pieces of uh, service missing, right? So if you're on LWAP for a year right. and it's a whole you know, January to December kind of year, then you're going to miss out on six months of service. Right. So, so that you might in, have to work for another six months. Right. That that affects eligibility. It also affects the calculation of your pension. But for example, I can't think of right off the top of my head. It doesn't. Does it affect? Actually, I don't know this answer. Does it affect healthcare? FEHB. If you go on, if you go on an extended, let's say more than six months of LWAP, does mm-hmm. it affect FEHB? Well, it can. Um, it's not going to to qualify to keep it in retirement. Like okay. if you were to retire January 31st of 2022 and you're in a leave without pay status January of 2021 to December of 2021, you're going to lose out on six months of service and you're going to have to pay those premiums. Um, but you're not like if you have coverage for January of 2022 and you've had coverage for four years and 11 months previously before January of 2021, then technically you're still meeting the five year requirement for FEHB. Right. Um, it could affect your high three. It can yep. affect, yep. like, there, yeah, it it affects most of your hmm. um, aspects of retirement, depending on, you know, your situation and when that service time were were to be. Like, if you're in a situation where my year is June of 2021 to June of 2022, then 
all of that service time counts. Um, it might affect your high three and, and those certain things, but it really depends on your situation when you're looking at retirement and what the dates of the LWAP service are. You know, this is a great question. This is one that honestly, I've never been asked before and I've never really contemplated and dove into how does LWAP affect everything? I mean, I know, I know a few, I know some certain rules about that, you know, for example, with the pension and eligibility and the calculation, da, 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 da. but as a total package overall, how would that affect someone? That that's, I, I love that question. And, it, and you know what, this, okay, this is a, this is a great example of why it's important for people, for federal employees to be speaking with an advisor who understands federal stuff years in advance, because this is a question they could ask them and they will have dealt with this before. They'll, they'll have seen this and say, yeah, I've dealt with, you know, people who have gone on LWAP haven't, didn't ask me this previously. Then they retire and they go, oh wait, you mean my LWAP 10, 20 years ago affects this and, and has an, this and this, this and oh yeah, it does. And they could guide the person who is in their early 20s, you know, take an LWAP for a birth of a child or, you know, or, or whatever surgery or whatever it may be. And then, and then saying, okay, here's how you want to do it. You want to take, if you need to take a year off, you want to, you want to take six months in this year and six months in that year. That way it doesn't affect you in these areas. And then yep. you want to do this and it can have, it can have a whole year of eligibility diff difference. You can retire a year earlier by doing that. So I love this. This, this so far is my favorite question. <laughs> I have deemed this my favorite question. I like this. <laughs> favorite question of the day. Yay. 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 <laughs> Yeah, well, it's amazing to me. People just don't simply understand what or how the leave without pay really affects um, their situation. They just think, right. oh, I'm going to go on leave without pay, you know, some time on the beach or whatever. But it can affect a lot if you're looking at that bigger picture. So definitely something to take a look at. And if you can plan it um you know, for a surgery or something that would say, you know, it's going to be an extensive thing um, and it's not a surprise, you know, maybe you can gauge it to where, okay, I'm going to have the surgery coming up and, and, you know, maybe I need to push it out if it's not going to hurt you too bad or, you know, make, uh, make it to where you, you can, right. uh, or, you know, hinder you <laughs> in the long run. Yep then uh, push that surgery out a couple of months or a couple of weeks or whatever that looks like, um, but really coordinate with somebody and how that's going to uh, affect your retirement. You know, and that's one thing I love about our advisors is they don't just do the retirement planning for you. Like they're going to help you. If you have any questions or concerns about your federal benefits, um, or your federal service or whatever, they're helping you in, and telling you, okay, this is what you do here. This is what you can do here. And that's, you know, I get questions all the time. Oh, I haven't dealt with this situation in a while. Or, you know, I got this new one because that always happens. And, you know, how do yep. I, how do I help this person? And, you know, we're giving them that advice. Um, if we 
don't know the answer. Like we're we're researching it and we're figuring it out and we're giving it back to the uh, advisor in that black and white, whether it's from OPM or Social Security or whatever that question needs to be um, or however we need to answer it. We're making sure that we're getting the information back to the advisor from the horse's mouth. Like we're not, oh, this article says, no, no, right. we will go and find <laughs> out like where did they get that source from and where was that information because employees need to know exactly how it pertains to them and what the rules are today. Because as we know, these things change all the time. Yes, they <laughs> do. Oh. So. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I, I was just thinking about how something just recently changed at the beginning of this year and with uh, mm -hmm. TSP. And most people don't know that, you know, even though the TSP Modernization Act happened a year and a half ago, something just changed because of it. So you're right. Yep. It's important to stay up on changes like that. Okay, good, good. Let's go to the next one. Let's see. Does it make sense when a life cycle fund is reached, such as LC 2020, and one is still working instead of retiring in 2020, does it make sense to leave TSP as is or switch the LC oh. to another option? So here's the thing. Go ahead, Kevin. Yep. Sorry. No, 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 no. Go ahead. You, no, no, no. Go, no, go, go for it. No, I. So I, I was just gonna say, um, with L funds, uh, the with the life cycle funds, um, I, I I mentioned in the in the workshops, it is a set it and forget it strategy, right? You put it in, you don't touch it, it, and they do all the mixing for you. A lot of people don't realize that. They think there's the G, F, C, S, and I, and the L. Nope. The L is the mix of the G, F, C, S, and I, and, but they're doing, the TSP is doing the mixing for you. So, right. and, and every quarter it changes. It, the mix changes, and it's on a set regimen to happen, and it happens the same for everyone, and, and, and it's like a pre-programmed, program that that just does what it does there is no variation in it so when someone says should you know when i get to the end of the life cycle the 2020 you know i'm in the life cycle fund 2020 should i go to the 2025 because it's in five year increments now you know should i go to that one or should i right. go to a different one or should i go to the l fund which is the most conservative um the again, l income yeah, the L income fund. Yeah. It really depends. Where, where, how, what do you want your allocation to be? I mean, if that's really what it comes down to, I mean, the L, the L funds by title make no sense. It, it doesn't matter. It has no relevance <laughs> to your TSP at all because each of those, all they represent is a continuing change of allocation. Mm -hmm. And that's it. So where do you want to be? Yep. So that's that's and, kind of why I stumble on that one. Yeah, the L2020, because it changes every quarter, has changed into the L income fund. Right. Because it's like they get all of out. those percentages yeah. morph over time and it gets to the point where, you know, eventually in five years from now, the L2025 will be the L income. And then we'll have the L2030 and all of that. And, and the L2030 will mimic the same percentages 
in values that the L25 has today. Right. Because it changes to those different things over time. And so um, I really think that, uh, <laughs> sorry, <clears throat> I really think that somebody <laughs> needs to look into the, the compilation of the percentages of how they want their TSP right. to be allocated um, and, and what they want. You know, I prefer not to mess with a LF fund. I have no desire to be in that fund. And it's just based on my personal preference. And okay. if you want to, right, you want to say, well, I want to be more risky, even if you're retiring in, you know, 2023, you can still be in the L2065 fund, right. which is the highest that it goes right now. Like you don't have to contribute to this life cycle fund just because you're retiring on a certain date either. Right. You can move it because you decide to be more risky if you still want it to be diversified for you. So right. people don't understand kind of how this works. And so if, if you're confused about this at all, reach out. Let us get you in connection with somebody who can tell you exactly what those percentages should be based on your retirement goals. Like, why are you in the, yeah. why are you in those funds? We've talked yep. about this on a previous episode. Like, know yep. why you're contributing to your TSP and what, what different percentages there are for those five different funds and, and because of your set goals and priorities in your own life. Right. Take hold of that retirement and make it yours because it is. <laughs> right. You know, it's I, I kind of see it as, so as, as a parent of children, as we are, right? Um, you have a few, I have a few. And so when, when we start learning about parenting, we have this advice given to us. And this advice is, oh, you should do this and this. And then honestly, to tell you the truth, I kind of see like having your first child as retiring because everything goes out the window at that point. You're like, what the heck is this? I, I did, no one told me about this. I was not expecting yeah. this, right? Oh my heck, this is not what, anyways. So that's kind of how I see that. But leading up to that, you've got, you've got your L income funds. And, and basically what the TSP did was say, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna create an avatar. I'm gonna create a federal employee. And this federal employee has 1.2 children, ha has been saving in their TSP all this long, and has been doing this. And if they follow those rules and they do, if they do this perfectly, then they'll be brought along through the L funds to the end and then everything should be perfect. But I hate to say it, no one fits that mold. Not a single right. person that works with a federal company fits that exact mold, but that's what they based it on. And so I, I personally, I will say, I'm not a huge fan of the life cycle funds because I know that I because I know that there's something better and that something better is being able to ask someone where should I be right now? Tell me, you know, mm -hmm. where can I max take advantage of the market situation as it is and do something right now? And next year it may be something completely different. 
and that's okay. But right. you you don't have control of your money if you're in a life cycle fund. You just don't. You put it in their hands and say, I hope you do what's best for me. Good luck. Mm-hmm. That's it. Right. They're not taking into consideration your other retirement investment accounts, if you have no. any, or your current financial situation, or you know any of those different personal reasons that you should be maybe in a different fund or, or something like that. And let me be clear, guys, we are not um, financial planners. We Correct. should not be giving yep. you advice on your uh, TSP at all. at all. We do not have recommendations for you. And this is just our own personal beliefs in from what we've learned about these different things, okay? Right. Because we've ran out and we've done our research on these different topics. And, um, you know, Kevin teaches the Fed Pilot program and I'm working directly with the advisors to get um, employees and and I see the TSP statements coming in, you know, to, to build those reports and things like that to get employees their numbers and project out what that looks like in the future at retirement, right? And so we've seen kind of a, a bigger picture on this and that's right. why we have personal um, opinions about certain TSP funds, um, you know, Personally, I'm I'm a spouse of a federal employee, and so that's you know we're directly involved with that, and that's why I have my own personal opinion. But yeah. everybody's going to have their opinion. What right. works for me isn't going to work for somebody who is looking at retiring next month. There are different things that you need to take into consideration. So reach out to a financial planner or financial advisor who is versed in the federal benefits so they understand how these indexes work and what the CS&I funds and G fund and F fund are so they can tell you which fund to be in. It's that simple. And they can do, okay, you got this 401k over here and you're on this option, you know, then you need to do this in your TSP. They're going to take into consideration the bigger picture and, and be able to guide you and give you advice there. So. Yep. Thank you. Thank oh, you. <laughs> Whew, sometimes I get heated in that, but but you're you're right. And, and I'm yeah. gonna to build on what you said. I'm gonna go back on what I said. I I would say I'm not. I'm okay. again. I'm not gonna hide it. I'm not a fan of it. That's just me. However, you're right. Mm-hmm. Do not take that as advice that I that you should. Oh well, I'm not a fan either. No, go figure out if you're a fan, because. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a fan of the University of Oregon football because I graduated from there. Other people are not fans of U of O at all. Well, <laughs> that's okay. Go go figure out if you're a fan of right. a certain strategy or whatever. So, anyways, that's that. Okay, let's go for the last question. Should I fill? <laughs> this is a yes or no question, Cassie. Should I fill out beneficiary oh. forms for TSP? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do it. Done deal. You know what? You don't even have to fill out a form. You can go on tsp.gov and you can fill out that information. There you Do go. It. Yeah. This this is this is not subject to debate. Notes. Yeah. Nope. No, th- this is not this is not an opinion. This is not uh advice. It is just get your butt out and go do it now. Yes. And not only the TSP form, there are a total of four forms any employee should have filled out for beneficiaries for their um, uh, 
federal program. So if you don't know what those are, then please reach out to us. Um, We'll send you those directly. Um, If you want to reach out to a financial advisor who's going to help you fill out those forms, then, you know, do that as well. Um, If you don't have a financial advisor who understands what those forms are, let us know and we can not only get you the the beneficiary forms, but also a report about your benefits. And I know the people in our team um, or or in our network, sorry, they are so great. A lot of them already have those forms for you. (laughs) You're just talking to one this morning, weren't you? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. 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 (laughs) Because leading with that service, they want to make sure that you guys are in control of your financial situation and your benefits, period. Whether you choose to do service with them or not, or, or continued um, planning, they're making sure that they are yep. going to help you get what you need to for the betterment of you and your future um, and your family's future. So make sure that you have those forms filled out. Um, I know that TSP says there's a standard order of presidents, but there are different rules in different states as to reasons why we want those beneficiary forms filled out prior to you, you know, passing away or, or, or yep. you know, having to need it, the beneficiary form. Yeah. And I'll, <laughs> and I'll also say they have to be filled out correctly too. Mm-hmm. There, there are certain yep. things that you, certain considerations and things you want. You don't just want to fill them out. You need to fill them out correctly given certain family situations, et cetera, et cetera. So, oh boy. Okay, we are way over time. We're but out of time. It, it, I mean, it really, the beneficiary forms are worth it for us to go over time and to say, you need to fill yes. out those forms. And if you, haven't, if you haven't looked at those forms for 30 years, go look at them again and possibly just refill them out again. Go, yeah. ha, uh, it is that important. It really is. Okay, I know we're over time, but... I was talking to an advisor this this just before we had the show okay. and he was telling me that he had um a federal employee couple or, or no i'm sorry not a federal employee couple but a federal employee and their spouse in his office and she did not understand and he didn't realize either that his beneficiary was not named on his tsp and she was about to lose it <laughs> Because how dare he not put her as a beneficiary to his TSP, right? He just hadn't looked at it okay, for years, not, right? He didn't Is know that, that he didn't have one listed, oh, period. Oh, 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 oh And then all. I was like, well, you know what's worse? Is I've had a situation where the former spouse was listed as the beneficiary yeah. and the current spouse was in, the, was in there. And they were like, what do you mean that person's on there? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've seen that too. Or maybe they don't get along with their mother-in-law and you put your mom in when you first hired in as a federal employee and oh boy, you're going to have to uh-huh. answer. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. That there happens all the time. Yeah. You've got to have these forms up to date. So if you haven't even looked at it in five or 10 years, um, maybe that's something that you want to revisit depending <laughs> on your situation. So, <laughs> so Yeah. That important that we went that much over time. It is that important. 
Okay. Yes. <laughs> we'll yes. give everyone a break now. Right. Thank you, Cassie. Yeah, thanks for watching, everyone. Bye. Take care. We'll see you next time. <laughs> to get Cassie's comprehensive report on your federal retirement benefits at no cost, no obligation, and no sales pitch, go to fednababble.com. While you're there, submit a question for them to answer on the show.